0: This episode is brought to you by our great sponsors. Do you build WordPress sites? Are you hitting the limits of your coding knowledge? Break free of your limits and do far more than you ever thought possible. Formidable Forms will help you build robust applications quickly without any PHP. Take on bigger projects, earn more clients, and grow your business. Get started today at buildpodcast.net slash forms. That's buildpodcast.net slash forms. When you have a great idea for your product or business, you need to give it a great domain name. And finding the perfect domain is ridiculously easy with Hover. With Hover, you can easily set up your domain name with the most popular website builders and hosts. You can use Hover Connect to set up your domain automatically in just a few clicks. That's right, no more digging through help articles to find out how to get your domain working. And if you already have a bunch of domains scattered across other domain providers like I did, you can save money by bringing them all into Hover. Eligible domains will include free Whois privacy with volume discounts. So the more domains you have in your account, the more of a discount Hover will automatically apply to your account. Head over to buildpodcast.net slash hover today for 10% off your first purchase. That's buildpodcast.net Slash H O V E R. And now on with the show. Hey, everybody, welcome to another episode of How I Built It, the podcast that asks, How did you build that? Today, I am honored to have Troy Dean of WP Elevation with me. Troy, how are you doing today?
1: I'm very well, man. Thank you so much for having me on the show. I really appreciate it.
0: Yeah, thanks for joining me. Uh, So, you're a man of many hats. You have lots of things going on, but today we're going to focus on WP Elevation. So maybe we could start things off by telling the listeners a little bit about who you are, what you do, and what WP Elevation is.
1: Sure. So uh, yeah, my name's Troy Dane. I'm from Melbourne, Australia. I started out as a WordPress developer back in 2007. We built a little plugin back in late 2007 called Video User Manuals which puts a bunch of video tutorials in your client's dashboard and then um, as a result of building that audience we in 2013 we launched WP Elevation which is a business coaching program for WordPress freelancers. It has since then evolved into a business course for uh, WordPress uh, consultants, WordPress freelancers and uh, currently we have over 600 active members in the program. We've had about twelve hundred people go through the course over the last three years, uh, but now we have uh, yeah over six hundred active members in that program who are all WordPress consultants and and you know running businesses like you and I building websites for clients.
0: Awesome, that's fantastic. Yeah. So uh, I'm really excited to pick your brain because uh, I also develop online courses and I know you're one of the best. So maybe we can kind of talk about you know I think I think there's a few things we could talk about because uh, you have a membership site. Yeah. But, you know, you also develop courses. So you're building a lot of different things here. You have a lot of balls in the air. Uh, So let's start off with this. Uh, WP Elevation kind of evolved into a business course, right? Yeah. Uh, So maybe we can talk about the the research or or maybe the user activity that led you to the decision of evolving WP Elevation from just a membership site to a business course.
1: Yeah. So, so just to clarify, it started out as a member's website in 2013. It just started out as a membership website because I, like everyone else on the internet figured that, you know, there was gold in membership websites, right? And then so two and a half, uh, so two years later in end of 2015, we actually shut down our membership website and we repackaged it up into a six week course and we now have, whereas the membership website was evergreen, you could basically join whenever you wanted. The course now, we have three enrollment periods a year. And we open the doors to our program, usually for six or seven days at a time. We have an enrollment period and then we shut. We get that cohort, that class through the course. And we get them settled into the community and into the membership program once they've finished the course. And then we reopen the doors again for a new class. And we can talk more about why we made that decision. But how we got here in the first place was, I remember very clearly coming out of WordCamp, Melbourne, 2013, and having the same conversation with the same group of people at dinner that night after a few drinks, everyone saying, you know, where's the business track at WordCamp? We just want more business training at WordCamp. And the whole entrepreneurial startup space was really just going nuts. Like There were podcasts, there were, you know, you know the whole lean startup thing movement was taking off. And all of the people that I was talking to wanted to know how to apply, you know, startup Ah, uh, methodologies and philosophies to their WordPress consulting business and how they could actually, you know, how they could make their business really solid. They didn't they didn't need more training on WordPress development or plugins or themes or, you know, filters and hooks or actions or, you know, buddy press because there was tons of that around. They wanted training on how to run their business. So I made a decision out of pure frustration that I was going to become the guy that did it. I'm like, well, no one's really doing this. At the time Chris Lemmer was offering some um, coaching some sort of one-on-one coaching stuff matt uh, madeiras had started the matt report and i was like you know what i'm gonna build a members website for that was my idea for um for wordpress freelancers so what i did was the research i did was straight out of the lean startup methodology we hired um, ash moraya who wrote running lean And uh, we hired him to give us some um, coaching and he basically taught us this methodology. And so what we did is we, first thing we did was put up a sales page for a webinar and we emailed our entire list and said, hey, we know that you guys want business training. Here's a webinar we're going to run in a few weeks and it's $197, but we'll give away the first 50 tickets half price. So like an early bird special. Now we hadn't planned the webinar. We hadn't opened keynote. We hadn't built one slide. We just plugged... Our sales page into ever into into um, Eventbrite to sell the tickets, and then we plug that into GoToWebinar to actually get them registered on the webinar. And my theory was, if we sell ten tickets, that will be embarrassing, but I'll I'll run it anyway. If we sell anything less than ten, I'll just refund them and pretend it never happened. And if we sell, my secret hope was that we'd sell thirty tickets at ninety-seven bucks. And I'm like, that way we make three grand, and for me that's enough. the The needle moves enough for me to go, sweet. I reckon we're onto something here. Well, we did, we sold out the 97 tickets in like 24 hours. We then released round two tickets of $127. We sold them out. And then we released round three tickets at $197. And I think we sold a handful of those. So we ended up doing 11 and a half grand in 48 hours. And I was, and we sold 84 tickets and I was like, right, we've got something here. There's an, you know, the needles moved. And so then I had to go build a webinar, right? (laughs) So, so then I went and built a webinar. I basically taught whatever I knew about running a WordPress consulting business, gave away a bunch of templates on the call. And then i just polled everyone afterwards via a survey, Survey SurveyMonkey survey and said, Hey, that was awesome. I had a lot of fun. Do you want to do it again? And we had 55 people respond to that survey. And say yes, we want to do it again. We we want to we want a membership website. We want a members forum. We want you know monthly webinars and coaching calls, and we want to pay for it. We want this to be a paid thing because we want to value it and we want to have skin in the game, you know. And I said, great. So I got a half a dozen of them on Skype, and we had a conversation. And I said, tell me what it is. You help me build it. You tell me what it looks like. Tell me what it includes, and mo- most importantly, tell me what it's priced at. And um, they all said, look, if it's priced between twelve and fifteen hundred bucks a year. I'd buy right now and I said sweet I'm gonna go build this I'm gonna come back in two weeks and I'm gonna take your order and two weeks later we opened the doors for four days and we enrolled 55 students into WP elevation at $100 a month on a subscription and that was the very first iteration of WP elevation and so we just added almost five grand to our bottom line every month the cost of duplication and and replication as you know with digital products is, is almost zero it's just time really and so over the last three years, my focus has become 100% on, on making WP Elevation the best it can possibly be. And uh, uh, yeah, so, so that's, that was the, that's the exact formula that we adopted for researching and proving that this was viable before we built anything. This was before we built, we didn't even have a, we didn't even know what domain name we were going to host it on. We had WP registered, but we didn't have a member's website set up. We had, you know, none of that set up. All we did was put up a sales page for the webinar. That was the proof of concept.
0: Wow. So that's a, that's a big, uh, not a long journey, but uh, it sounds like you did it over the course of a few weeks, but a lot of work went into that, right?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, So, so you got all of your feedback uh, directly from your customers, and that's really great to hear. Yeah. So let's, let's actually touch on, you did mention that you had three open enrollment periods, right? Yep. Yep. And I remember seeing you speak Mm. at WordCamp US. And I remember you giving a very specific reason for that. So maybe we can kind of touch on that.
1: Yeah. So we were evergreen, as I said, for a couple of years from June 2013 through July 2015. You could basically enroll whenever you wanted. And what happened, a couple of things happened. We kind of capped out at about 215 members. We, for some reason, we just couldn't break through that that number, right? And uh, so, if you do the math, it was pretty good. It was like twenty grand a month in in revenue. But I knew that the market was bigger than that, and I just couldn't work out what triggers. We tried everything, and I just couldn't work out what levers to pull to to get you know a bigger membership base. We tried one dollar trials. We tried partnerships, JVs. Nothing seemed to to really get us through that barrier. And the other thing was I was logging in because I was still doing consulting in um, as of uh, end of two thousand fifteen. Right up until the end of 2015, I was still doing consulting. So I was logging into our own members' website to find templates and, and things that I needed for my business. And the whole thing became like a vending machine. You know, the problem with the vending machine, Joe, is I'm hungry, but I go to the vending machine and there are so many choices that I get paralyzed, right? I'm like, ah, I wish there was just one muesli bar in the vending machine. I was going, well, that's all I can have, you know? So so I said, okay, here's a problem. I'd always wanted to do a launch. I'd seen these big launches happening on, online and I'd always wanted to practice and I'd always wanted to try and do a launch. And I said to my business partner, we're going to roll the dice here, man. I said, everyone is saying that launches are the way to scale your business because it builds scarcity into your business model, right? I said, there's two reasons I want to do this. I want to shut the doors. I want to roll this out as a six-week drip-fed course. Two reasons. I want the scarcity to motivate people to enroll because when it's shut, it's shut. And also, I want to give them some structure so that they go through module one in the first week and then module two in the second week. And they can't skip ahead. They can't binge. They have to go through it drip-fed one module per week, right? So we rolled the dice. We shut the doors in July 2015. Uh, we basically turned off, you know, our all our existing members were still, you know, grandfathered in, but we weren't accepting any new members, which was a pretty scary proposition. And then we launched in September 2015. We launched at a price point of $497. So see, here's what was happening is we had, it was $97 a month. Our average lifetime value was about 550 bucks. So what would happen is people would join for five or six months and then bounce out. And so I said, well, let's get them to basically pay that up front right, to go through the course and give them six months access to the membership program. And then at the end of that six months, they'll renew at $97 a month. So that's what we did in September 2015. We enrolled 202 students at $497 each. So straight away, our membership doubled. At that point, we'd actually dropped from 215 down. We had 175 members when we launched in September 2015. So we had 202 new people in the program. I was like, whoa, you know, where did you people come from? And what I realized is it was because the door was closing. On that date, The door they had seven days to join and the door was closing. And that's the biggest motivator for people to take action. So then since then, the price has, you know, gone up. Uh, it's now $1,497, uh, the course. We've, we're about to open again in February, so that'll be our fifth uh, launch. But what's happened is people email me and say, you know, the structure in this course is worth the price of admission itself because it forces me to focus on one part of my business at a time, and I'm not overwhelmed. You're actually holding my hand like a tutor would hold your hand through a university course one, you know, every step of the way. So that's been a game changer for us, absolute game changer.
0: Man, so that's incredible. So you've seen crazy growth just from developing scarcity, right? But you make good on that because, you know, there's there's websites that have uh, things that are always on sale and that doesn't necessarily work either yeah. because people eventually get wise to that, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got to be authentic. I mean, we we close, we, you know, we close usually, we, uh, we close at midnight on a Sunday night and we're done. And what happens is we get, uh, the Europeans wake up and they're like, oh man, I can't believe I missed because I was asleep. So what we generally do is we 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 generally leave the door open for a three or four hours just for European, just for our European and UK customers, and so we get them enrolled in. But so by midnight Sunday night we're closed off, and then by midday Monday the Europeans have have enrolled, and then we're done, and then the door's actually shut. And then what happens is for three days after that we get inundated with emails from people saying, oh man, uh, I missed the deadline, can I still join? I'm like. Are you kidding me? I've sent you 8,000 emails in the last week telling you that we're about to close with these countdown timers in the emails, you know, that look really spammy, but we do it because they work. And I'm like, how did you miss this? Like, I have to drive around to your house and tell you that we're about to close, you know what I mean? So it's amazing. You, scarcity people still miss the deadline. And then I'm like, I'm sorry, you got to join the waiting list. And uh, so every time we open the doors, we have three or 400 people on the waiting list and they don't all join, of course, but they're the ones that generally get notified first.
0: Gotcha. Man, yeah. that's awesome. So, so you mentioned uh, that you have a business partner and part of the reason that I started this podcast is because uh, I was talking, getting really good advice from people and I thought those conversations should be made public, you know, for yeah. the greater good. Yeah. And I'm also part of a mastermind group. So is there a group of people or a few people that you talk to about business advice, bounce business ideas off of things like that?
1: Yeah, a hundred percent. I mean, my business partner, I'm really lucky, you know, uh, we're both Virgos, which sometimes doesn't work, but in our case it does. He's extremely analytical. I'm, I'm very analytical, but I'm also the touchy feely one in the, in the business. Like I just want to go and hug our customers all the time. And he's, you know, very much about the numbers and he's a great product guy. So he's really great with user experience and I'm really good with uh, marketing and, and biz dev. And so we balance each other out really well. We've got a great relationship. We learn from each other and, and you know, we, we learn a lot together. But I've also got a core group of people who I connect with outside of my business who are in the online space. They've either got software apps or they've got consulting businesses in either SEO or social. And another buddy of mine who's an accountant, um and who's just a really successful business guy. Usually try and spend a day with him a month at just picking his brain and he picks my brain about technology. I pick his brain about running business. And we've we filmed those, we've just started filming those conversations and we're actually publishing those conversations over on the Rockstar Empires blog. Uh, which is a new company that we've spun up. And uh, for that reason, again, because every time I hang out with Mike and we have those conversations, I'm like, man, so many people would benefit from these conversations. So Jin comes down with the cameras and the microphones and we shoot them and they look really amazing. And we get uh, tons of footage down there and we're just starting to publish them now in in the hope that it'll help other people sort of think through the challenges in their business as well. So I think it's really important to get advice and feedback from people who are outside your industry.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean... (laughs) It's uh, teaching WordPress. You know, everybody within the WordPress space thinks WordPress is really easy to use. Yeah. But talk to somebody outside yeah. that space and they're like, I don't know what I'm looking <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Some, yeah. So awesome. So let's get to the title question because uh, I have lots of stuff or I mean, you have lots of stuff that you could share with us that I want to ask about. Sure. So you Built a membership site, uh, so I'd love to hear yeah. kind of the tools that you used for that. But also, how do you go about developing a course? Uh, I remember at WordCamp US that you uh, said that you take a uh, zero to win approach, yep. uh, and I'd love for you to explain that
1: to our listeners. Sure. So uh, let, me, let me just touch on the tech first because it's actually quite simple. We started off the membership website, we started off using Optimized Press uh, because, you know, that was kind of the easiest thing to or the quickest thing to kind of get up and about. After uh, a couple of – after about six months, we refactored that and we started – we were using Wishlist Member for about a year and a half. And then when we shut – and it's good. I mean, you know, the code's obfuscated, which is a pain in the ass, but the, the, the kind of the, you know, Wishlist Member does what it does and it does it pretty well. Uh, it's not perfect, but nothing is. So then when we shut it down and we turned it into a course, we found we were kind of about to custom build something and we just before we pulled the trigger on that, we found this solution called Social Learner for Learn Dash. And it's by uh, some guys out of Chicago called Buddy Boss. They basically make premium themes for for uh, Buddypress. And Social Learner for LearnDash is this great solution which is a series of themes and plugins that integrates BuddyPress with LearnDash. And so essentially your online course becomes a classroom because there's all this social sharing stuff that goes on when you unlock badges and when you unlock certificates and there's a, a like a Facebook-style wall in the dashboard – so we found that and we were like, this is amazing. This is exactly the platform we want to use. So that's how we've customized it quite a bit. We've built some onboarding wizards. We've built some leaderboards. we built a members map and some whole, a whole bunch of other things that we've customized. But that's the core of our course websites now at WP Elevation and Rockstar Empires. Everything we do now is built on the social learner for Learn Dash solution. Definitely, definitely worth checking out. My advice to someone who's starting out and doesn't know tech is is actually not a WordPress solution. If they want to get a course up and running and you don't want to, you know, have any problems with the tech, my advice is to go use teachable.com because those guys are doing an amazing job over there. But if you, you know, but if you know WordPress and you want full extensibility and you want to be able to customize it, then social learner for Learn Dash is all open source GPL built on WordPress and it's awesome. So that's the tech side of it. The strategic side of it is the way that we build courses is and and this is really in a nutshell. If I've got information in my head that I know can help you, Joe, I say to myself, all right, the, the biggest challenge people have got is how do I get that information out of my head into a format that I can teach? And the way I approach it is this. I, I treat every one of our students as starting from scratch. So I want to build a course that, you know, if we're going to build a podcasting course, for example, I want to build a course in a way that if you've never even plugged the USB microphone into a computer, I want to be able to help you go from zero to win. And win, for, in this case, would be you've launched a podcast and you've got people listening to it on iTunes. That's a win, right? So what do I need to do to get you from zero to win? Now, what happens is some people come in and they're a little more advanced. And so I just say, look, if you already know this stuff, that's cool. You can just skip through the lesson, answer the quiz, and you're, you're up and about. But I want to make sure that you've got the fundamentals. So from zero to win, I say, what are the six big milestones that you need to achieve to go from zero to having a successful podcast or, or launching a podcast. And the reason I, I say six is because we break our courses up into six weeks. So they're six-week trip-fed courses because six weeks feels valuable without being overwhelming, Right. And also from from a marketing point of view, we offer thirty day refunds on all of our courses. And so, if you want a refund, I'm not going to give you the full six weeks. If you want a refund, then you bounce out of four weeks and you you lose the last two modules. So, and four weeks is plenty of time to take us for a spin and you know know whether or not it's valuable. By the way, our refund rates are less than one percent, so we don't really have much of a. a Problem with refunds, yeah. So zero to win is like these are the six big milestones you need need to achieve in order to go from zero to win. Now, within each of those milestones, there are generally, I I like to think of it as there are going to be six action steps you need to take to reach that milestone. So let's say, for example, in podcasting, let's say that, and I wouldn't do this, but let's say that module one is the tech. Let's say that module one is getting your studio set up, right? Again, I wouldn't do that, but let's say that that would be module one. For me, that would be like module five. But in this case, let's pretend it's module one. So we'd be like, well, you need to get a microphone set up. You know, you need to get some headphones. You need to get some software. You need to practice. You need to learn how to kind of edit. And you need to maybe learn how to, how to normalize your levels and then upload to, you know, Google Drive, for example. right? So they're the six steps you've got to take in order to get your studio set up. So the studio setup is the milestone. And then the six action steps are the lessons, right? So the studio is the module. And then the action steps are the lessons within each module. So I reckon we can take just about anyone who's got an idea in their head for a course and very quickly they can map out a course which is six weeks long and has six lessons within each week. So six modules, six lessons within each week. And a 36-lesson course, as I said, it feels valuable enough to be worth charging some money for without it being overwhelming that it's just going to be too hard.
0: Gotcha. That's fantastic. Uh, and. You mentioned that you
1: have quizzes. How important are quizzes to the success of the course? Quizzes are crucial, man. And so here, here's the other metric that we, we judge everything on our student completion rates. And this is where I think we differ. And I don't mean to sound you know, uh, too arrogant, but I think this is where we differ from a lot of people selling courses. See, a lot of people that sell courses on the internet think, great, you've spent 500 bucks on my course. Now I can go to the beach and, and you know sip daiquiris by the pool. Well, I know that when you enroll in my course, that's when our work starts. Right. Because I have a responsibility to make you finish the course. Otherwise, (laughs) I feel like I'm ripping you off. And maybe that's just because I, you know, that's maybe just because I feel like I've enrolled in so many courses over the years that I haven't completed that I don't want our students to have that experience. So we have, we have, um, at the moment, the, the cohort of students who enrolled in WP Elevation in October last year, right now as of today, 70% of those students have completed the course and printed their certificate. Now those completion rates are unheard of in the online course space. Most courses struggle to get 10 to 15% completion rates. So quizzes are a huge part of this, right? Quizzes, badges, certificates are a huge part of dangling the carrot and we take a more carrot, less stick approach dangling the carrot to get people to complete the course. And quizzes are just a really simple way of saying, hey, have you paid attention? Can you basically repeat this back to me? Yeah, And so most of our quizzes are multiple choice. There's one answer which is obviously the correct one, and the other ones are pretty silly. Um, so they're fun. you know. We try and make them fun and entertaining. But it actually forces the student to pay attention and say, yep, I've been paying attention and I can repeat this back to you. And so they learn it. They learn it more. It sinks in.
0: Nice. Uh, So when I was teaching uh, in a classroom in front of students, I would always kind of downplay my quizzes and tests. Uh, Because, you know, like you said, uh, one was the right answer, and then there were a few silly ones. Uh, And one day, my students were like, that was way harder than you made it seem. Uh, So I thought, you know, maybe it's not as silly as I thought. (laughs) Uh, It's funny that you mentioned that, but that's awesome. So...
1: And I, I think the other thing with quizzes, I think the other thing that's really important with online courses is... They need to be entertaining, right? When you're in a classroom, you know, you've taught in classrooms. When you're in a classroom, you can see when students are, are getting bored or disengaged or they're, you know, falling asleep or they're on their phone or they're, you know, looking at sideways at their mates. When you're at home on the internet, there's distractions everywhere, right? The kettle's boiling the, there is a there's a game show on the television there's a picture of a cat on facebook there's a picture of a stoned cat snowboarding on youtube there's like so many distractions right so how do you keep them engaged on in your course i believe you have a a, a responsibility to your students to not make your course boring because if it's boring they're just going to disengage so our part of our our philosophy is the courses need to be entertaining they need to be engaging and the student needs to learn as well
0: Awesome. And and to that point, uh, one of the things that's a lot different from in-person versus online teaching is that in-person, I knew when a student wasn't getting it because, you know, I could see it all over their face. Yeah. So what do you kind of do to combat uh, or, or help a student when they're not getting it?
1: So that's a great question. There's a couple of things we do in we try and weave into the script of each of our lessons. So, we tr- there are two things. There are two things that really actually, there are three kind of psychological hooks that we try and plant in each lesson. The first one is why this is important now. So, we basically just state the case as to why this information is important in this lesson right now. So for example, if you were teaching WordPress security, it would be, well, this is important right now because WordPress is powering almost 30% of the internet and it's growing really fast and it makes it vulnerable to hackers because it's so popular. So it's really important that you pay attention to security. Then you would go and you would teach a lesson. And then there's a couple of things at the end of the lesson. One is you need to deal with – you need to know what your students' objections are during the lesson. So every time you learn something in your in your brain, you're kind of going, yeah, but what if this? And yeah, but what if that? And that might not apply in my case, right? So you need to know what those what ifs are and you need to answer those questions. So you, they might say, yeah, but my host does all my backups. So why do I need to backup? And you go, cool. So you might be thinking your host does all your backups for you, but it's really important to have a third party backup stored somewhere like Amazon S3 or Dropbox just in case, blah, 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 blah. So that kind of deals with their objections. And then they're like, okay, that makes sense. And then, of course, the biggest competition we have is the fact that they're probably going to do nothing. Inaction is the biggest hurdle we have. So, what we do is we always say, you know, you don't have to do this, but if you don't, these are the consequences. So, that's kind of how we deal with that side of it. And then we have, we, uh, in terms of if someone's just not getting it and they need more support, uh, we have a very active Facebook, private Facebook study group for all of our courses. And we have, so in WP Elevation, for example, there are over 600 members in that Facebook group and we have four coaches plus six mentors uh, plus a community manager. So we have like 12 staff who are in that Facebook group, answering questions, guiding people, pointing people in the right direction.
0: Man, that's fantastic. Uh, so you tell them why it's important. You kind of inoculate them against their objections, right? Yeah. Uh, and then you tell them why why yeah. it has to happen or what's going to happen if they do it. Uh, that's excellent. I'm definitely going to remember that. Awesome. So, uh, so we're coming up on time. Uh, we've talked a bit about the transformation, right? Uh, we've gotten
1: the history. What are your plans for the future? Great question. So I'm very pleased to announce that we recently managed to sign a deal with Zach Gordon, who, as we know, is the WordPress teacher at Treehouse. And Zach and I have been trying to make this happen for you know, almost a year now, and we finally made it happen. Zach is joining the team at WP Elevation to teach WordPress development, which is something that we've never taught because we used to refer everyone over to Treehouse. I was like, well, why would we do it? But, you know, they're doing it really well. Well, they stopped doing it, so now we're going to do it. So Zach's joining us to teach WordPress development, which is fantastic. Our goal at, at um, WP Elevation is to become – I mean, we we already – and I don't sound – make this – I don't sound this to be arrogant again, but one of our missions here is to become the biggest business community for WordPress consultants on the planet. And we already are that anyway, but we want to really become the go-to community for a WordPress consultant to come and learn whatever they need to make their WordPress consulting business awesome and profitable and sustainable and really support their lifestyle. And I will be the first to admit that we have some holes in what it is we teach. There are some things that we haven't covered yet. I mean, there is there is so much that we could teach. So our foot is firmly on the pedal. As I said, we have five coaches now, including Zach, and we are going to be rolling out new courses and new training as our customers ask for them. So as we learn what our customers need, we build those courses. And we want to also, we're going to be raising the production values of our course and, and hopefully uh, be able to Shoot courses more in line with the production quality of something like a treehouse or a creative live. Whereas, up until recently, a lot of it has been us in front of our USB cameras and using our slides on the computer. We want to start increasing the the production values of our courses as well. And that has just means that, you know, more resources. And we can do that now because the company's at a certain size that we have the resources to do that.
0: That's great. And Zach is definitely uh, the guy to do that too. So, if you are interested in Zach Gordon, dear re- listeners, He was on episode nine, I believe. I'll link it in the show notes. And he talks all about his methodology for developing courses and increasing production value. So, well, Troy, we're almost done. I really appreciate your time today. And I want to ask you my favorite question, which is, do you have any trade
1: secrets for us? (sighs) It's a really good question, man. Do I have any trade secrets? Well, you know, this is a little bit woo-woo and a little bit new for me, but I've just started meditating again. After a few years of not meditating and like about eight years of not meditating and I have to say getting up early in the morning and spending 20 minutes on the lounge room floor with my legs crossed in half lotus meditating just being with myself actually gives me the resilience and the confidence to get through the day no matter what happens so whatever you can do to keep your mind positive and energized and focused because I actually think the biggest secret to success is focus. And so meditation for me really is just all about helping me stay focused. So whatever you can do, because it all for me, it all starts in the mind. I mean, I know everyone wants to know what kind of tool we're using or what kind of you know shiny widget we're using or what theme framework or what favorite plugin. But for me, it's all about mindset. If your head's in a good place, everything else falls into place and takes care of itself. So the Headspace app is what I'm using to meditate right now. Headspace.com. It comes out of the UK. Uh, a guy by the name of Andy uh, runs it. And yeah, Headspace.com is is my trade secret at the moment.
0: Awesome. That's great. And I love that. Uh, I need to be better at that because, you know, the first thing I do when I wake up is check my email. Uh, and that's just uh, not the right thing to do.
1: Joe!
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know. It's, it's terrible. So I'll definitely take that to heart. Cool, man. Yeah. So, uh, and you know, like you said, it's all about focus. Uh, you can give a guy a hammer, but yeah. you, you can't yeah, make him build right. a exactly. house. So
1: exactly.
0: uh, Troy, thank you so much for joining me
1: today. Dude, this has been fun. You're really good at this, man. You should definitely keep doing this because it's it's awesome. I've, I've had a lot of fun.
0: Hey, everybody. I want to tell you about a new book I wrote with my good friend, Matt Medeiros of The Matt Report called The Podcast Starter Kit. It's a QA style book that tells you exactly what you need to get up and running with your own podcast. I've had lots of fun over the last several months with how I built it, and I wanna share what I've learned with anybody looking to start their own podcast. In the book, Matt and I try our hand at answering 23 questions that you need to ask yourself before you get up and running. We also include several resources, our favorite equipment, and a checklist at the end. Head over to thepodcastbook.com to check it out. It's only $24, and it'll save you hours of time researching the right tools, where to upload your podcast, how to run a good interview, and a lot more. That's thepodcastbook.com. Thanks so much for listening, and thanks to our great guest and fantastic sponsors. If you liked the show... Please rate it and subscribe on iTunes, in Google Play, or whatever your podcast app of choice is. If you have any questions, be sure to reach out at howibuilt.it. And finally, until next week, get out there and build something.